there. Welcome to episode 171 of the Waveback Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. And we're here to listen to the most interesting video game music there is. Donkey Kong Country for the Super NES was a monumental achievement, particularly in terms of sound design. But what happens when you try to cram something so technologically advanced into a tiny Game Boy cartridge? That's what today's game is all about. Make a bet with a geriatric ape, because today we listen to the music of Donkey Kong Land for Game Boy. Hello there, Matt. Hello there, Chris. How the heck are you? Uh, I'm pretty good. How's everything with you? Uh, not not too not too shabby. I tweaked my back yesterday, so fantastic. That's uh, just one of the joys of being old. And yep. uh, just got back from taking the dogs for for their respective walks. Uh, he's gonna be a, one dog's gonna be upset. He's not getting his afternoon walk today because it's gonna be disgusting outside here this afternoon. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty bad up here too. So I'm we'll expecting lots of rain, lots of wind, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I'm not walking the dog in that. He can, <laughs> he can poop in the backyard. I like wish the I rest had that of us. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had that option. All right, city living. Yeah, buddy. <clears throat> Phenomenal cosmic power, itty bitty living space. Yeah, <laughs> it's basically the same thing as being a genie. I wish. <laughs> ah. Ah. Waka waka. The jokes don't get any funnier. I'm sorry. Oh boy. Well, uh, let's let's go ahead and let's let's get our monkey on, shall we? Uh, yes. Let's shall. All right, Matt. Yes, sir. Hit us with some history. Certainly. Donkey Kong Land was released for the Game Boy in June 1995 and serves as the first sequel to the Super NES classic Donkey Kong Country. It also features one of the greatest plots in video game history. Following the enormous success of the original Donkey Kong Country, Cranky Kong, the first game's curmudgeonly elder ape, lets Donkey and Diddy Kong know that he thinks the only reason the first game was so successful was because of its amazing graphics and sound. And then if you took away all the fancy technology, they'd never be able to star in a successful game like he did back in his day. Taking the bait, DK and Diddy said they could absolutely star in a game on an 8-bit machine like the Game Boy, so Cranky called up K. Rule, or Cruel, and told him to steal the banana hoard again so the youngsters could prove their mettle on the vastly underpowered Game Boy. Where the Donkey Kong Land sequels played out like adaptations of their 16-bit brethren, Donkey Kong Land is actually a completely unique game with new locales and enemies only seen in this adventure. The game was a moderate success, though critics and players did lament the altered physics and difficult-to-understand visuals as some serious sacrifices had to be made in order to get the pre-rendered sprites up and running on Nintendo's monochrome handheld. The game's music, though, was almost universally acclaimed, which is no surprise considering its source. Famed rare musician David Wise was once again on tap, but this time he partnered with newcomer Graham Norgate, whose first game with the company was Killer Instinct, partnered with Robert Beanland, and eventually went on to compose for the likes of GoldenEye 007, Perfect Dark, and the Timesplitters series. David Wise, of course, is known for his work on Donkey Kong Country, as well as a number of other classics like Wizards and Warriors, Snake Rattle and Roll, and modern hits like Ukulele and The Impossible Lair. Uh, Matt, I know you have experience with Donkey Kong Country. Do you have any experience with Donkey Kong Land? Um, I, it's not ringing any bells, honestly. I, I don't think I've ever actually played it. Um, yeah. 
I was a massive Donkey Kong Country fan. Uh, no, not just, you. I was so taken aback with that game. I was obsessed with it. So when uh, a Game Boy version came out and I could take it with me everywhere I went, I like flipped my lid. I couldn't wait to get my hands on it. Um, and when I I remember getting the game and you know my mom driving me home from Toys R Us and whipping out the instruction manual and reading that completely insane story and laughing my head off like. What nonsense is this? I actually have my copy right here. Because uh, it came it came with a banana yellow cartridge, which was super cool. Mm-hmm. But reading that story about Cranky Kong being like, uh, yeah, no, you guys, uh, you guys suck, and you guys couldn't possibly succeed in a Game Boy game, and then being like, yeah, I bet we could do it on Game Boy. And he's like, all right, I'll call King K. Rule on the phone and tell him to steal your bananas again. You can do it all over again, but this time you're going to new places. I just thought it was fascinating, and seeing all the coverage in Nintendo Power with the the new enemies, the new locations, like, I couldn't get enough of this world, and seeing it expanded on like this was uh, utterly fascinating, especially because it really does play out like a direct follow-up to Donkey Kong Country. Like, the first first world has you um, on a... Like, the map screen has Gangplank Galleon, K. Rule's ship, on... On the on there, like you have to do a level on on his sh- ship because it's still basically parked, you know, where he left it, uh, and you you just go through all these new places like Kremlantis and Monkey Mountain, the Big Ape City, like it's just so cool. Um, and I really I played the heck out of this game, even though it was uh, very difficult to play on the Game Boy itself uh, because. The graphics didn't really translate that well to black and white, uh, super low resolution dot matrix screens. Like they just didn't. Um, but you you can't help but respect the effort that went into making to to making it happen at all. Uh, I was able to play through the game best on Super Game Boy, so I could play it on my TV. But even then, mm. it was still difficult to see certain things uh, while playing the game. But uh, and there was a bunch of cool cut content like uh, a handful of characters they showed off a bunch when promoting this game in various magazines never showed up in the game like there's this one uh that they used the most like it was uh, uh, he was used twice in this huge double page spread in nintendo power he's enormous and he's like this ape in a fedora and he's not in the game and nobody knows anything about him he's just known as ape in fedora like it's just so weird but uh, it's a it's a really fun game, and I love its music because um, you can really hear a lot of the eight bit David Wise influences. Uh, so, like as as we go through this, if you're familiar with like the Wizards and Warriors and Iron Sword soundtracks or, or Battletoads, uh, you hear a lot of that in a lot of these different songs. But it's also pretty Donkey Kong Country flavored. Uh, so when I picked the track list for this, I tried to pick all the songs that weren't just. 8-bit renditions of Donkey Kong Country songs. Like, some of them, like, we opened the episode on Bonus Blitz, which is, you know, this game's version of Bonus Blitz from Donkey Kong Country, and there's... I I think I included one or two. Like, Reef Rampage is a really interesting 8-bit take on uh, Aquatic Ambience, and I think the rest of them I ignored in favor of... Well, I guess uh, Deck Trek is uh, sort of a play on 
Gangplank Galleon, but it's actually a pretty unique song in its own right. Um, but other than that, these are all original songs composed for this game uh, by Graham Norgate and David Wise, which is a really great combo. So, without further ado, let's let's get started. Yes, the let's. first song uh, that we'll be listening to is a rather short one, but it is it's a it's one of those songs that just really sticks with me, and it's got that perfect. I don't know if it's a personal nostalgia thing, but it has this perfect menu 8-bit music sound to it it's when you're it's a file select tune and it's you know as soon as you start up the game you select which file you're playing with and it's a really short tune um but i just think it's incredibly catchy so here is file select from donkey kong land enjoy This is the second song you actually hear after you turn on the game. If you turn on the game, you'll hear the title screen music first, which is actually going to be the last song of the episode because the title screen music doubles as the end credit scene music. So that's what you guys will hear when playing out. But getting into the game, this is such a a really good... um, It does a good job of setting the stage for the kind of game that you're about to be playing. You know, it's... It's a Donkey Kong game, and you can kind of already hear that sort of joyous, um, that's that dead joyous overall feeling to it. How did this one make you feel? Uh, I I take it a lot. I I, I kind of hate when something so good is so short, but at the same time, it kind of um, I don't know. It maybe it's good that it's short because it is such a short little loop. Um, yeah. To your point. It definitely keeps the um, the overall vibe of Donkey Kong, like the the rareware Donkey Kong, because they they attempted to make it hip and cool, and so there's elements of like hip hop. So there's definitely like a I don't know how to say it, but there's there's definitely like a flair of of hip hop. In that, and you're right. Yeah, it definitely does um, give you a little window into what you're about to get into. So I'm I'm a big fan of that. When you like, you know, when you go to see like a Broadway show or something, you get the uh, the overture at the beginning, and it's yeah a bit of all the music, and you're like, all right, let's do this. So yeah, it's 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 a really cool little ditty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, uh, of course, the first level of the game is a jungle stage, and it's a rendition of the the Donkey Kong Country jungle theme that you hear repeatedly throughout the course of various Donkey Kong adventures. So we're skipping that one uh, in favor of the next original song that you hear, which is Freezing Fun. One of the earliest stages in the game is actually uh, in the Freezing Mountains, similar to uh, some of the later stages in Donkey Kong Country. Um, so this one, you can really hear, this reminds me so much of, uh, specific tracks in, uh, Wizards and Warriors. Like I hear Wizards and Warriors in this quite a bit. Uh, this track is called, as far as I know, it's called Freezing Fun. It's an excellent song. Enjoy. Enjoy. 
All right, that was freezing fun. And th there's, I think it's like the kind of the staccato notes, like where the, the bass line stops being held out and starts just really hitting uh, just these tight little notes. I think that's what really reminds me a lot of Wizards and Warriors. Like I can just see Kuros bouncing around to this music in my head for some reason. But I really like this song a lot. And I really, this is also pretty emblematic of the, the game soundtrack, similar to Donkey Kong Country. Um, it's fun, but it also takes itself pretty seriously. Like, there's some just genuinely impressive uh, compositions going through, running throughout the course of this game um, that can be kind of ambient and um, just really, really good at setting the mood. And that's a uh, it can be a much harder thing to do on something as limited as the Game Boy, uh, whereas the Donkey Kong Country stuff all sounds very, very. Um, you know, high high quality instruments. This is this is chip tunes. You know, this is bleeps and bloops. So uh, that they're <laughs> able to that they're able to do what they were able to do, I think, is pretty impressive. But what did you think of this one? I'm gonna. I, I felt like I was going to agree with that sentiment by the time I got to the end of the the episode, and I'm I'm probably uh, still on track for that because it is impressive uh, to to make something. Um, I, I don't know something so. Um, strongly put together that uh, it, that it exists on the Game Boy, right? Mm -hmm. I found some of the best stuff that is ever made is made within the confines of crazy limitations, and people people really surprise. Um, that that being said, right. This song is really good. I, I dig it. I that I didn't expect that time change. Not time mm. change, but that that kind of part where it changes. I'm trying to listen for it now. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Where it's a um, groove change. I don't know what else, I don't know what to call it. Yeah, it's some kind of groove change. Some kind of it. The, the just the vibe changes, but it's. It's a really, really good song. I, I was going to ask why haven't we had this on our winter special, but then I realized it was probably because you were aiming to do an episode on, you know, this particular game in general. So, but uh, yeah, it's really good. I'm, I'm, I, I enjoyed that one so far. Awesome. Well, I uh, think there's plenty more where that came from. Let's move <laughs> on to the next track is called Temple Trouble. Um, I was always a big fan of the temple music in Donkey Kong Country. This has a pretty different vibe to it, uh, and I also, but it's it's more energetic than the Donkey Kong Country temple music, if I'm remembering correctly. And it's a lot of fun. So here's Temple Trouble. Enjoy.
Temple Trouble, again from Donkey Kong Land, and uh, once again, just really feeling that David Wise vibe. Um, and I really like to talk to David someday. And if I ever interviewed him, asking him about this game soundtrack in particular has always been top on my list. Like, I really want to know how much he was directly involved in and how much Graham Norgate did. Like, because uh, so many of these songs just sound so his style. Uh, and this is definitely one of them. Uh, what did you think? I th- I really like this one a lot. There was uh, there was a lot of elements to it that I kind of didn't expect, like that part where it trails off, and uh, I guess using something so simple as volume control to make it do that again goes back to my comment about limitations. Um, huh. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. I, I, I sorry, I just I ran out of gas right there. Um, it's it's a really great track though. It's a tempo track. I can I can certainly hear that. I I I now get a better idea. I can definitely hear the uh, Wizards and Warriors. I used to love that game, by the way. But it's yeah. That Donkey Kong has always had good music. I I don't know if I could sit here and say it's definitely because of David Wise or like to the music. You know what what gave to the other. You know what I mean? I don't know. I might be babbling. But anyway, really, really good song. <laughs> I, you know what it is? I'm not too familiar with... As, as long as you and I have been doing this show, I'm not too familiar with David Wise. Like, where I go, that's a David Wise track, right? Like, you're a huge fan of David Wise. And I enjoy what I hear, but I don't know it enough to say, yeah, that's it. So, for me, it's a little... Uh, vague, I guess, is the word. I'm not sure. I don't know. For some reason, I'm not... I've got no words today i can't i'm like babbling it's weird anyway big That's fan okay. i enjoyed it yeah i really like uh i really like the energy of this one in um in in donkey kong country so like the temple tra- the temple stages have a very similar visual design as they do in donkey kong country mm-hmm. um but this is such a more upbeat track that i think is it's a really interesting thing to do to those stages because they look the same but they certainly play the same but they they don't sound the same at all which is a a, a fun a fun take, especially because of, um, well, because of the limitations of the hardware, the, the stages yeah. are like, you've got to do something different. You can't just replicate exactly what you did on Donkey Kong Country, um, especially the, the, the temple music. So I, I, lo- I love this song. I, I love the, uh, I love the energy behind it. I love the, uh, you know, like you said, the part where it kind of trails off and comes back in. Uh, it's just, just good stuff. I'm, like I said, I'm just surprised by some of the limitations, how they circumvent it to give you, you know, these cool tricks and, and stuff. Right. Well, uh, continuing on this wonderful adventure that is Donkey Kong Land, we're going to listen to one of my favorite tunes, Deck Trek. Uh, <laughs> so, Deck Trek is the first stage that you play on K. Rule's ship. And this is such a cool stage because um, a lot of the stuff that they did in these stages were re... Um, were reused in Donkey Kong Country 2. So, like, in Donkey Kong Country 2, one of the newer things you could do was climb on various ropes and similar to Donkey Kong Jr., um, and this game did it first. Uh, of course, the the version of the song is... If you remember Gangplank Galleon, it's that, like, you know, accordion, happy, jaunty, piratey tune that turns into, like, the big heavy heavy metal song when you fight King K. Rule. Uh, this starts off with that song, but it's not... It doesn't go into a 
hardcore electric guitar jamming part. It just kind of stays jaunty, but also gets kind of like weird and trails off. It's a really interesting track, but I also really, really love the way it loops. Like it, it comes back together to that one, um, memorable jaunty tune from Dunk Kong Country. So I'm a big fan. This is Deck Trek. Enjoy. Deck track from Donkey Kong Land. Oh, I love that song. I always, I always love that King K. Rule theme. You know, just the beginning of it. I've always loved that so very much. And then this is one of my favorite takes on it. I think it's such a cool, uh, such a cool take on it. It's such a cool uh, riff on continuing that, but also kind of keeping the darker tones when it's supposed to get all electric guitar heavy. And then the way it so happily loops back and uh, brings you back to the jaunty pirate tune. I just love it. I mean, what's not to love about this? It's got such a great uh, energy to it, and it's it's a great melody. It's uh, within the confines of the the technology. It just it, it's fantastic. It's it's a great song. I I'm just like repeating myself now. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. It yeah, it's it's really cool though. I would totally like put that on the background and listen to it on loop for like an hour and not even think about it like while I did stuff and I'd probably make funny dances too like like I'm on the prow of a ship you know in Donkey Kong well I'm, I'm glad you dig it and I dig it too and let us move on let us move on to the glory that is pothole panic um well let's see what do these stages look like I think the first time you see you hear this music is in one of the city style stages, but 
feel like that's later in the game. Uh, I'm losing... It's been such a long time since I played through this one. Either way, uh, this is a really fun song. Uh, it's got a good... It's got a good, good, almost bouncy vibe to it, um, but also kind of mysterious. Yeah, it's neat. Let's give it a listen. Here's Pothole Panic. Enjoy. Jazzy pothole panic for you. How'd that one grab you? <laughs> Jazzy pothole panic. Those are three words I don't think uh, would ever have gone together in the English language ever. And yet here we are. And yet here we are doing a podcast about it. Um, yeah, that was a really good one. Uh, you're right about the bounce. It definitely has a like a jazz bounce to it. That's the stuff I like listening to when. I want upbeat, but if I'm like being creative and writing, I want like the slow, sad piano stuff. But this is not that, is it? It's a really good piece of music put together. I'm so curious if there's been modern takes on this stuff, just because I want to hear some of it. Like I'd, I'd be curious to hear this one and the last one as a modern take. Yeah, I was. I listened to. Somebody did, like, um, tried to recreate this in the Super NES game sound font, and I don't think they did a spectacular job, so I won't call attention to it in particular. But yeah, I, I haven't heard I haven't heard many people take on this music with uh, modern covers. I would uh, love, love, love to hear Banjo-Kaioli tackle some of this someday. You uh, hear that, buddy? You hear that? He's not listening. But if he is, please You hear do. that? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is a this is a fun tune. Um, again, bouncy, good times. Uh, getting a little bit of that jazz flavor in there. It's it's nice. It's nice. I like it. Okay, keep going. Cause why not? Uh, this is uh, this this song is called Track Attack. This one actually has uh, quite a cult following. A lot of people really really like this song. It's a very interesting song. Um, it's used <laughs> in stages that are kind of auto scrolly. Right, it's got a much more methodical pace to it um and i think that with uh i've always found this specific iteration of it to be a bit uh abrasive but i feel like with the right instrumentation this could be a truly truly amazing song but either way i really like this one uh regardless so here is track attack from duck kong land enjoy
go. That was Track Attack from Donkey Kong Land. A very interesting song um, and kind of an earworm. And uh, I, I think it's a really, really good composition that's held back ever so slightly by its instrumentation. But I don't know how, how you do it better on this platform. Uh, I just think it's a neat song. What do you think? I can see why that's kind of a fan favorite. That's a earwig is earworm, excuse me, earwig. Earwig sounds completely different. <laughs> <laughs> An earworm is definitely the word I would use for that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, beautifully done, like a nice low-end bass kind of, the, that kind of creeping sound, and then this really nice uh, melody on top of it um, for kind of that day and night thing, just like smash. No, I don't want to say smashing it together, but like coming together in a way that it just, it presents such a beautiful little track. Attack. Whoa. How did I that, miss that one? I, uh, I suck. I missed that one. Damn. Uh, uh, <laughs> anyway. Podcast over. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. See you next Yeah, time. I really like that one. I would love, 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 love for this game to get remade. Um, I would just love it to death. Because I think there's so many great ideas in this game cool level designs, cool character designs, uh, and it's only ever been in this game. Like, they've never really taken the stuff this game did and redone it elsewhere. And it would go against the game's entire story to remake it, which is unfortunate, because the point of the game is that it doesn't look or sound very good. But I would just, I think it's a really fun game that's so held back by the technology it's on, because, like, this is a tough game to play. There's so many blind jumps because the screen's just not big enough. Yeah. Or so many enemies will just get lost in the leaves in the background because you can't tell the difference between the enemies in the backgrounds. Like, they did a really, really good job of translating this game's style to Game Boy, but it's, it's such a fun game with a lot of fun ideas that I would love to see fleshed out better. Um, uh, maybe someday. Who knows? Who knows? But right now... We're moving on to Kong Crazy. Uh, this is a really fun, high-energy song. Um, I cannot recall what kind of stages that this this song happens in, but this song, there was a, I think it was a Burger King commercial that used to play when I worked at GameStop that had a spot that reminded me so much of this song. So this song was stuck in my head for like a year and a half when I was working at a GameStop uh, because this commercial that kept playing would always remind me of it. And that's my fun side story. Here's Kong Crazy from Donkey Kong Land. Enjoy.
go. That is Kong Crazy. And I'm just Kong Crazy about that track. <laughs> I saw it coming a mile away. <laughs> I, you've got me curious. You said it, it was reminding you of a Burger King commercial? I'm pretty sure it was Burger King. Hmm. I'm so curious now what that was but it was it was a spot in the commercial where there was some piece of the background music that sounded vaguely similar to this song it wasn't even the same it was vaguely similar enough that because i was working in a video game store and hearing that that it just triggered this in my brain over and over again there's no way i could possibly find that ad again (laughs) i mean i'm psychotic i might be able to find it but that's let's move on (laughs) because <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. But anyway, that was a really good track. Uh, we were talking about energy, some tracks having really good energy. This has a really, really good energy. I like oh, this yeah, one a lot. Sure. Um, definitely a very well put together piece. That main melody is infectious. Very infectious. And again, going back to the idea of the limitations of the tech for the Game Boy. Fantastic. Uh, you know, blows it out of the water, really. Yeah, it's, it's really good stuff. It's yeah, wonderful man. stuff. <laughs> you know what else is wonderful stuff? Balloon Barrage, our next track. Ooh. I mean, come on now. It's Balloon Barrage. That's a great name. Uh, on a, no, honestly, goodness, this is, one of my, this is another one of my favorites. Um, th- this is such a catchy tune, and it's also got a really good energy to it, um, but it is... It is a really, really catchy tune, and it's another one that just kind of feels very David Wise to me. Uh, so, I don't know. Again, I don't know who, who really was responsible for what, but this is Balloon Barrage from Duck Kung Land. It's a great song. Enjoy. I know, you were probably expecting an 8-bit rendition of 99 Red Balloons, but that's not what this is. <laughs> and I'd say I wish it was, but I don't, because I think this song is phenomenal as is. I really like this song a lot. I just have a... Uh, I think it's a blast to listen to. Uh, what did you think? I think the soundtrack as a whole so far, what I'm listening to, has got a really great energy. This one, again, 
very upbeat. That lead is really driving, which I think gives it a lot of its energy. There's a kind of bounce inside of the rhythm section that uh, backs up that front melody really, really well. Um, so you're humming it now. I am just. <laughs> I can't not. <laughs> it's it is. You're but you're right. It, it there. A lot of these are earworms. They get really stuck in your brain, and that's the first time I'm listening to it. But I have it in my head too. Yeah, so that's such good stuff. That's got to account for something, right? Yeah, and honestly, I, you know me. There, there's probably a pretty significant amount of my love for this game that just comes from its soundtrack. Like, yeah, if a game's got a really good soundtrack, I will overlook a lot of bad gameplay. And uh, I can't say that there's bad design at play in this mm-hmm. so much as it would it would be good design on a different platform. But um, still, I've beaten this game top to bottom a number of times, which is. Apparently not the most usual thing in the world because uh, this game is pretty hard. But I just I was able to over- overlook everything because of how much I loved the music. I guess, but either way, um, this music's been sticking with me for years, and I'm so glad we finally covered it on this show. So uh, this next one is Reef Rampage. This I like a lot. This is um this is this game's take on aquatic ambience and so this is one that's a, just a straight adaptation um but it did a really good job of choosing which parts of the song to go with and which ones not to so it doesn't it doesn't try to be as ambient as aquatic ambience so uh i think it's a really interesting take on it and they did a great job here is reef rampage from Donkey kong land So, Aquatic Ambience is a much longer song, but it eventually, you know, and, and it's super, super ambient in the beginning, but eventually that beat kicks in and the song becomes much more structured. And I thought it was a really smart thing to do to just adapt that piece of it, because uh, I think it came out sounding sounding pretty great. The big scale in the beginning is a little rough, um, but outside of that, I do think this is an excellent translation of this song. Yeah, that that big scale run was a little like, okay, when's it going to end? But I found it interesting. I don't think I kind of sat back and was like, but I found it very, very interesting because it gave way to that big lead verse passage, whatever you want to call that. And I thought that was amazing and like how it carries through. I don't feel that this song is very aquatic. I just... I don't know, based on all the other games I've played in my life, it doesn't feel very aquatic, but it's a really, really, really good song. Yeah, it definitely sounds 
I feel like it sounds a lot more aquatic in Donkey Kong Country, and yeah, I'm sure a lot of that has to do with um, the instrumentation. Um, but regardless of the way it you know feels in this one, it's just darn good piece of music. Darn good piece of music. Moving on to Mountain Mayhem. Uh, Mountain Mayhem. This is another one that's kind of similar to, I guess, kind of similar to Balloon Barrage in that it's a just kind of a high energy piece. Uh, I rather enjoy it, and I hope you do too. Here's Mountain Mayhem from Donkey Kong Land. Love a good alliteration, right? There's a lot of that in this. Uh, yeah, a lot of alliteration and, and some rhymes all over this soundtrack. Yeah, it's just a it's just a fun one. Um, this to me feels like you're in the mine cart, dipping through on the rails and stuff. Hmm. More so than maybe um, track attack or something else. But but none this. Ugh, let's try that again. Yeah, track attack was much slower. Like those stages you're on um like you're on a thing, a slow moving track that's like moving around and you have to like kind of do these tricky jumps while this slow thing is moving around. So yeah, it's I, I see what you're saying about tracks. I, I don't know if I explained that well enough. It's definitely not for a minecart type of stage. It's very slow paced okay. track attack. Yeah, I don't have like I said, I don't have a ton of uh, I don't have a ton of experience with this version of the game, but you know, you get very familiar with the stages and the stage styles for these, you know, side-scrolling platformers and stuff. So, but yeah, this felt very much minecart-esque. Um, yeah, really good. I have yet to hear a track that I'm like, meh. Well, I don't think you're gonna, because we only got two left. <laughs> well, that, that means there's still two chances. Two chances. No, I think you'll, <laughs> I think you'll dig what we got left. All right, so the next one is. Uh, I want to say it's got an almost like junk band kind of goofy vibe to it. Uh, this one's called Construction Site Fight. This is definitely one of the ones that's in the more like city type stages with the oil barrels and stuff that you jump on. These are tough stages. Um, and this song reminds me of being incredibly frustrated. So uh, let's go ahead and give it a <laughs> listen. Here's Construction Site Fight. Enjoy.
$10 construction site fight. Uh, how'd that one grab you? I can see why you feel like it's maybe a junk band or something. It feels, in a weird way, slapped together. <laughs> it feels very balloon fight to me. Yeah, okay, I can hear that. Um, but anyway, that's a lot of fun, too. It's a little light and... Um, what's the word? Just... <laughs> it feels it feels a little too light for something called construction fight though <laughs> it's a good song i just feel like maybe a misnomer uh, i'm not sure but <laughs> it's a good song nonetheless yeah good stuff and it's like it's an ext- it's definitely tied if i remember correctly to some extremely frustrating stages which is just mm-hmm. <laughs> good times uh, this is this is really towards the end of the game, so it's uh there's some there's some tough stuff here, uh, but still fun, still fun, and an enjoyable piece of music. And that brings us to our last song, uh, which is boss battle. Um, this is the boss battle music. I know. Surprise. Uh, that's that's wild. I I never would have imagined. It's pretty good stuff. Little uh little um. I guess it's a little repetitive but i can't say that i mind all that much it's very effective for boss battles so here's boss battle music from donkey kong land enjoy battle music i really like that that might be top two if not my favorite of what we've listened to this episode had great energy great drive i really appreciate the lead melodies um instrumentation there's a lot of like really great synthesized stuff for these leads and i just think it's out of this world some of it yeah, it's a pretty spectacular soundtrack, and uh, I'm so glad you enjoyed it as much as you did. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can't think of a David Wise track that I've never liked. I'll never forget doing the Halloween special and putting Nightmare on Elm Street in front of you and saying, oh, it's by David Wise. And you went, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff. Well, there you go. That's that's the Donkey Kong Land soundtrack for, uh, for your approval for your enjoyment perusal <laughs> I don't know I want to see how far you would go with that 
I've run out. I'm all out. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad we finally covered this one. And I can't say that I'm super excited about getting on Doc Kong Land 2 or 3. Like, I just... Doc Kong Land 2 and 3, I've bought those games. And even though I didn't really like Doc Kong Country 3 all that much, Donkey Kong Land 2 and 3, I kept wanting to love those games and their soundtracks more than I did. And I just... I just there's something really special about the first Donkey Kong Land being a completely unique experience with uh, just its own story, its own enemies, and uh, it just it just took things in a very different direction, whereas the other ones are like, here's the portable version of Donkey Kong Country 2. Like, okay, that's neat, um, but I liked I, I liked it when it went, you know, it went crazy, it went a little different, you know? Um but yeah, I was really happy to happy to share this soundtrack with anybody who wanted to listen. I hope everybody <laughs> enjoyed it. And uh, I guess that's just gonna that's gonna leave us off with the end of our episode. Thank you for listening, everybody. That is our show. Join us next time when, if all goes according to plan, we'll be re- bringing you the 2023 Waveback Awards. It's been a humongous year for video games, but which ones had the best tunes? We'll decide. <laughs> I hope so. The Waveback Awards are a tremendous undertaking, and we're we're trying our best to get it all done within this month's time. If uh, if it looks like it's going to get pushed back to March, then we'll uh, we'll make some sort of announcement and, and pick another episode for February in the meantime. But we're going to try to aim to get it done in early February. So that's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. We here at the Waveback Podcast are incredibly grateful to everyone who listens, and we love communicating with you when we can. We have a couple of ways you can do that. There's the Geek Hate Discord channel in which we have a Waveback chat where we frequently discuss all manner of stuff relating to video game music and whatever our next episodes are going to be. Of course, you can always still send us an email at mail at geekade.com, and while you're at it, check out all our social media channels, which you should totally follow, like, and subscribe to if you haven't already. Waveback and other Geekade podcasts are made possible thanks to the Geekade Patreon page. There, patrons can get access to a monthly podcast topic and recording schedule, get early access to most of Geekade's shows, including this one and more, and if you've enjoyed our podcasts over the years, follow the link in the description and give it a look. We really appreciate it. Finally, as always, be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site over at geekade.com. So like I mentioned earlier in the episode, we're going to leave you with the title slash ending music. Uh, the thing about this is the title screen doesn't loop. It runs through the song and then right when it's going to loop, it abruptly stops and goes to um, like attract mode where it's showing you some gameplay. Whereas the ending, it loops and it's it doesn't add any music to it. It just is just delightful. So, um, I think it's a really great way to end, uh, to end the episode. Cause it's a really, really catchy and fun song. So enjoy it. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>